This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like sixth grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those cameras up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope, it's Geico. Uh, Yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, give it thou the berries. For 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. This is MRN's Weikert's Livestock Wing Nation from the Port Royal Speedway. Now, getting you ready for the Bob Weikert Memorial Weekend, presented by Packers Concessions. Here are Steve Post and Ashley Stremme. All right, yes, Oh my gosh, we are at the Speed Palace. Oh, if you're not here, you are missing it. It is Wikers Livestock Wing Nation here at Fort Royal Speedway. All gearing us up for night number two of the Wiker Memorial here. $10,000 on the line for the Sprint Cars, and it is going to be a big, big night. We are so glad you joined us. Thanks again for tuning us in. Let's see. You're either watching us or listening on MRN.com, WingNation.com, on the MRN, Wing Nation, or Speed Shift TV Facebook. You're either listening, and maybe you're even listening up in Center County at 1260 AM. Wherever you're listening, thank you. And all of our friends here, what a great-looking crowd. Give yourselves a hand. Oh, my gosh. Ashley, these are your people. They are, and I you claim, claim them, them all. That's, That's right. right. Yeah, we always talk about <laughs> you about claiming them. You're claiming them, right? That's right. You know, there's no fans like Central Pennsylvania fans. Indeed. Ashley Strummy. <laughs> You've heard of the man from Mifflintown. She's the girl from Mifflintown. So there you go. Or Joe Deal's baby girl. That's there you right. Go. Yes, there exactly. You go. So hey, we need to get right into it. We need to get to right to guess here. And we, this is this is this is crazy how this all worked out. We have got with us. We're at a sprint car race and a late model race, and we have got the reigning World of Outlaw champion. But he's running a late model. Donnie Schatz is in the house. What's going on, Donnie? Living the dream. Oh, how about that? <laughs> and alongside, he drives that Weikert's car. Danny Dietrich's here. Hey, man, how are you? Not too bad. Glad to be here. Glad to have you guys here. All right, Donnie, what in the wide world? How, how did this all happen? How, really? <laughs> really? A uh, while back, Tony was texting me, and he said, hey, uh, Dietrich's trying to get a hold of you. And I'm like, oh, don't give him my number. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what it was going to entail. And, yeah, um, you never know. I, I held off for a month, and then. I, I had an inclination, and uh, when I when I talked to him, I said, "Man, I'm gonna try to make it work. It's it's uh, a long ways from home, but yeah. I had a lot of things that uh, you know I 
buy rocket race cars, so I needed to go to West Virginia and get a car <laughs> and, um, you know, a little Just road a trip from home. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, a few parts, you know, <laughs> wreck a few things, but anyway, um, just decided to come out here. You know, it's not very often you get to go to places where you see the pride and passion these people put in at Port Royal with the lights and fixing things up for the fans. And I mean, look at the atmosphere here. It's like Knoxville Nationals atmosphere. Yeah. It's it's crazy. So I'm glad I got the opportunity to, to be a part of it. I was uh, in it. I was excited for the last six eight weeks, knowing I was going to do it. And uh, yesterday morning at six o'clock, when I was rolling into Carlisle, Pennsylvania, I was going, "What in the hell have I signed up for?" <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, coming from Charlotte here, and you know, my parents are in their motor home and and uh, t-shirt yeah. rigs here. So it's, and then tonight we're headed to Lawrenceburg, which uh, that's going to be an easy trip compared to coming up. So uh, glad to be here. He yep. mentioned Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, by the way, he won on Friday night at Charlotte. <laughs> how about that? Exactly. Uh, Danny, I just want to know how that telephone conversation <laughs> went. Because it was like, hey, Shots, we want you to come We've race. We've never talked but on the phone. It's oh, all, it's all, all text. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I, was it just like, hey, we want you to come race. But don't bring your sprint car because we don't want to be beat. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I don't think it's me you got to worry about. I think the 69K doesn't want them here. <laughs> I don't know about that. Because we can't catch them. So, you know, it's one of them deals where we're not even in the same picture right now. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. And, Donnie, I heard you uh, over talking last night. Oh, boy. Um, your race car isn't the only thing that needed extra parts. I heard there's a rental car that might right. need uh -oh. some new paint. What? There's a rental I can't story? tell you guys anything. <laughs> It's going to be broadcast. Yeah, not, not so I, I got guys, this brilliant. Not you guys first. <laughs> I'm fine. That's the first time hearing this. I had this brilliant idea. That, you know, they load these late models in these trailers, and they haul them. I'm thinking, well, I got this rental car. You come from Sheboygan, Wisconsin. I got to get back to Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Maybe I'll just haul it. Well, it fit in there, but it was like a half inch from the ceiling. And then when I got where I was going, it pretty well had smashed in the ceiling. So <laughs> thank, God I, uh, thank God I won that race at Charlotte because I had to pay for the roof on a rental car. I'm just curious how that conversation with the rental car company goes. Hey, your car's not wrecked, but the roof's totaled. <laughs> Anyone yeah. that knows Donnie, I don't think this surprises anybody. Well, you know, I'm, my dad does tear a lot of stuff up, and I'm getting older, so I'm getting to be just like my dad. So I guess that's, uh, that's the way it goes. Well, you get it, you get it honest, that's for sure. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> Danny, this race, um, what does this race mean to you? This, this Weikert Memorial, you, you, as, as we said, you put so much into this race personally. Why, why do you do that? It's just uh, it's just great to be a part of it and see people like Donnie come up. Uh, Rick Eckert's here. You know, yeah. uh, Brent Marks is back in town. He's here. It's just kind of neat to see people come in and uh, be able to put on a good show for, for Port Royal. I mean, the fans here, like he said, it, it's great. Like right now you go to Knoxville, this is what it feels like at Knoxville. You know, the crowd, the, the people that are around, it's a, it's a good feeling. Indeed. Good feeling indeed. And, Danny, you talk about that. And we talk about, like, central Pennsylvania being such a hotbed for sprint car racing. Why do you think that you guys are so strong here? What really makes that happen? I think because um, I think we're just we know the tracks, you know, uh, but it seems like there's a lot of cars struggling. You know, uh, one car's dominant right now. We're all trying to catch up. But, you know, the rain's really hurt us uh, to, to try and get better. But uh, kind of glad that Donnie didn't come kick our ass last week at the Grove. <laughs> it got rained down because I don't think any of us are ready for that yet. There, there's a theme here, folks, along the way. <laughs> there is a theme uh, along the way. As we um, as we look at this, and, and for those of you not here, we're starting to get a little shower here, but we got a hearty crew. They're not even flinching down here uh, along the way. Yeah, absolutely. Donnie, uh, the late model compared to the sprint car, uh, how different is it here at Port Royal? 
It, it actually feels pretty good. I, I won't deny when, when I got on the track yesterday, I, when you don't get in that car that often, and it's a completely different animal with a lot of horsepower, uh, you don't know what to expect when you go in the corner. <laughs> so uh, I was a little skeptical, but, man, it felt really good. It, uh, you know, it races a lot like the sprint car does. Uh, but these cars are also stuck, and they're also good that it's uh, it, they're really hard to pass, and you got to, you know, really hit your marks and do all them things. You can get away with a lot in a sprint car compared to that late model. So, um, yeah, I've had a lot of fun with it, and uh, I feel like the speed being able to run the sprint car helps you at a place like this. Mm. Well, we talk, uh, Steve and I talk about this all the time. We're truly, you guys are watching history being made with what, Donnie, you're doing in the sprint car. Absolutely phenomenal. On top of the world, greatest of all time, people are saying does it kind of humble you when you climb in that late model? Um, you, the success isn't there. You're still learning, still growing your notebook on the late model side of things. Is it frustrating at times? Well, I don't think there's a, there's a sport in the world that you're not going to get frustrated with. And, and I get frustrated with uh, sprint car things too. But when you do it enough, it's like Danny says, you know, these guys race at these tracks every week and they get to race a lot every year. So you get good at those things. And uh, you race 95 nights a year. Uh, with the World of Outlaws, you're going to get good at it, just getting in some days and, and being on top of your game. But uh, the late model thing is it's just something different. I, I wouldn't say it's humbling. I mean, I love – I just love going to dirt track races. It's uh, – in all reality, yeah, I'd love to come here and run the sprint car. But, you know, I've been loyal to the World of Outlaws for a long time. And uh, it does take away from their brand when we go and do all them these, these things and, you know, like to go – like I'd like to race at the 100,000 show at Mansfield. But, hey, we had a commitment in Dallas, and that's where we were. So you have to live with – uh, the ups and downs of it uh, and, and have some loyalty. So the late model allows me to, to get out on that a little bit. You know, I've always um, in the past always raced on, on this weekend because we don't race Saturday, Sunday, but I did it about 2,000 miles closer to home. So, <laughs> uh, but this weekend I'm, I'm really glad I, I got this opportunity and I was telling Scotty uh, earlier, I'm like, man, we're going to have to make this an annual trip now because uh, I just had so much fun and I uh, got to get out last night and listen to him. DJ a little bit <laughs> and uh, have a good time with people. What do you think? Did you like to see this be an annual thing for Donnie? No doubt. No doubt. It would be fantastic. That's for sure. Danny, uh, you talk about, uh, yeah, the reality of it is, is you guys are chasing the 69K car as far as that goes, but you have had a number of wins along this way this season. Where are you at this year? And I know the rain makes it difficult to determine that, but how, how do you feel about your program? We feel like we're a fast race car, a fast team right now. Um, I just got to get my head out of my butt sometimes, you know. I just uh, he told me that before we came up here too. So yeah, I, I mean, it's just, just I, I have brain fade every now and then. Maybe it's age. I don't know what it is. But um, you're not even thirty. I just turned thirty. I just turned thirty. Oh, there's no excuses, man. Quit being the younger generation. Making excuses. <laughs> right, exactly. I, I blame myself. Hey, it's my fault. I, we went back to the shop last night. I got a good crew. Yeah, we can give you a participation trophy if you want or something. Yeah. <laughs> we, we tore that car apart last night in case we need one for feature tonight. Really? No. <laughs> but, uh, no, I think we're, I think we're close. I, I really do. But uh, we just need a little a little more uh, racing going on right now to feel like we can compete with the World of Outlaws if they came into town. You know, we just – I know they get rained out, but they always got speed, especially in time trials. So, that's where, that's where our team struggles right now. Donnie, that's one thing you guys have in common, too, the rain. And even running well, as you are, I know you guys are never content. How, how frustrating is it that, that you're sitting around and not racing more than racing, it seems like, these you days? You know, it, you can uh, get upset as you want about it. Uh, my dad told me long ago, and it, it's, there's nothing you can do about it. You know, we can't control the weather. If we could, we'd be able to control a lot of things we can't. So uh, you just have to deal with it. You know, it's um, – 
there's times when I think uh, times of the year, if you have these rainouts, maybe in July at some places after you've been racing nine or ten days on the road, you might look forward to them. But uh, yeah. definitely in the springtime when you don't get much racing, I think we're at like 13 or rainouts or something. And, yeah. um, you know, some of them get made up. I think one race we had to go to three or four times to get it in. And um, that stuff gets frustrating. It really gets hard on the crew guys uh, and the teams financially. Uh, you know, like last week, uh, there's nothing you can do about last week's weather at the Grove. I mean, yeah, we'd have liked to have raced, but uh, instead yeah. we had a couple thousand dollars in hotel bills. And uh, we'll have to make that up next time we come back. Indeed. Well, there we go. Absolutely. Danny, this race, um, this, this, this Weikert Memorial, uh, what would it mean to you to get that big bullhead trophy? Yeah, it'd, be, it'd mean a lot, you know, but we got to get a little faster here. We'll, we'll keep working at it. Um, our team's good. It would mean a lot to get that thing and be able to place it on the rack and take it home. That's a, that's a pretty unique trophy. 75 pounds, solid bronze, made in Colorado. The Weikert Livestock Trophy. Gentlemen, we appreciate your time. How about it for Danny Dutrick at Donnie Shucks? Joining us here on the program, our show sponsors, Weikert's Livestock, Packers Concession, Cleck Paving, El Vista Orchards, Greencastle, Falcon Brothers, Jake's Carts, Trailway Speedways, more in just a moment. Stay with us, everyone. MRN's Weikert's Livestock Wing Nation from the Port Royal Speedway will be right back from the Bob Weikert Memorial Weekend, presented by Packers Concessions on MRN.com. Lester, Iowa's Falcons Brothers Trucking, a proud sponsor of Aaron Reitzel in the All-Star Circuit of Champion Series, offers complete long-distance livestock hauling services. Falcons Brothers hauls cattle, hogs, sheep, and goats, and export dairy cattle. Falcons Brothers is built upon an excellent reputation of service to our customers. You can count on Falcons Brothers. Contact John or Steve Falcons at 800-831-8553 or go online, falconbros.com. Packers Concessions, the official concession vendor at Port Royal Speedway, has been family-owned since 1968. Stop by Port Royal Speedway concession stands for fresh dough pizza, hot sausage, cheese steaks, hamburgers and hot dogs, ice cream, fresh squeezed lemonade and orangeade, chicken tenders, fried vegetables, cheese sticks, fried pickles, and fresh cut fries. Find Packers Concessions at Port Royal Speedway, fairs, and other events throughout central Pennsylvania. Back to MRN's Weikert's Livestock Wing Nation from the Port Royal Speedway. Here are Steve Post and Ashley Stremme. All right, all right, we're having a ball. We're having a ball, no doubt about it. Hey, while you're, uh, here's the thing. We appreciate everyone tuning in and watching and listening, but the folks here are getting free stuff. Okay, so right. that means you need to come to Port Royal. We thank Miss Racing Extravaganza. Carly is here, and Miss Port Royal is here, so great to have them here. They're passing out shirts and hats and koozies, and how about it? We're having a ball here at Port Royal Speedway, and why not with the lineup of drivers and the list of drivers that we have here, and we got a couple more have joined us here on the stage. First off, he drives that Weikert's Go Muddy car. David Gravel's here. Hey, man, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. And returning home... How about it for Brent Marks, who's back in Pennsylvania? Indeed. Brent, welcome home. Uh, I bet you always lick your chops at the chance to race at this place. You've had a lot of success here over the years. Yeah, we sure have, and I'm uh, really glad to be back. This is uh, one of my favorite racetracks. Indeed. Indeed it is. And, David, the opportunity for you, I know you're, you're, you're partnered with the Weikert family as far as that goes. 
But uh, you're a gasser. Your guy's not scared to get up on the gas pedal. When you get to a place like this, it's got to be fun to get back here. Uh, yeah, it's a place I raced a lot at through the years, yeah. starting in Pennsylvania a little bit and uh, racing a lot with the All-Stars here and Tuscarora 50 and all that. So happy to be here, happy to be part of Weikert's Livestock with a long history and uh, hopefully doing proud here tonight. Yep. Awesome. And, you know, it's so family-oriented, and I, this really goes to both of you. I saw the uh, – the Gravel family sitting out here a little bit ago. It's so cool just to see how much your family supports you and what you do. Being from Connecticut, I mean, it's not a huge hotbed for sprint car racing by any means. Um, and for you, Brent, there was something a few shows back we had chatted about that really kind of honed in on me for you. And it was the fact that you had said that Megan had put her dreams on hold so that you could go chase yours. And I just wanted you to talk about, you know, being from central Pennsylvania, you're now with the World of Outlaws traveling the circuit, what it's been like going up and down the road with her and your, your baby girl. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's been fun. They don't get to come to a whole lot of races, but uh, we try to get them out to um, as many as, as, as we can. But, you know, McKenna is only two years old, and uh, the start of her life was a little rough. She was in the hospital for a little while, so um, we had to kind of take it easy there, but um you know it's uh it's it's been great you know and i uh, really enjoy uh being out on the road and racing with with all these guys and seeing different racetracks and just living a dream and it's uh it's cool and you know we're kind of living uh the dream together um you know and that's uh just kind of it's just special for us so um you know we're we're enjoying it so very cool very cool indeed david you're um we we've chatted with you uh once or twice along the way this year on wing nation um, unfortunately, it was a rough start to the season. You guys were looking to find some speed. Now you have visited Victory Lane here recently along the way. Um, assess where you guys are at. Assess where, you, where, where things are with you guys. Well, obviously, uh, everybody's looking a lot of our, out of our team here this year uh, with the season we had last year and, yep. and the year before. But uh, really, we're not, we're not in that bad of shape. We've had a couple of bad nights we'd like to put behind us. But uh, right now, we're just struggling on the bigger stuff, the small tracks we really have figured out and, and rolling really well at. So couple things change over the course of a year you know if tires change or you know equipment wise and team wise we haven't changed at all and trying to run the same stuff and it's uh, just not working as as it did last year so uh, we're just still working at it and that's what makes our sport so tough uh, you don't change anything with your race team and uh, try the same stuff and it doesn't work it just uh, sometimes doesn't make any sense but you got to keep working and keep digging and uh, you got to keep the morale up and yeah. and keep going for it. Tough to do, though. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah. Brent, I mean, you can probably attest to that as well. Still pretty new to the World of Outlaws Tour. What's it been like just traveling the country, learning these racetracks that you're starting to finally see for a second time? Yeah, it's uh, it's actually been really hard. Um, you know, I, I didn't go into this deal thinking I set the world on fire um, and I knew it would be tough, but... Uh, there's nights that I didn't think it would be as hard as what it actually is, and it, uh, it is really hard, um, you know, and um, it's just me and Jesse out there, and we're just trying to do it on our own right now, and um, they'll put some uh, offers out there on the table for a crew chief, and just nothing came along yet, but um, I think if I can eventually get to that point, um, you know, we'll be a lot better, uh, but we're, we're just working on it, you know, we're not very fast at the beginning of the night, and um, we adjust our car throughout the night, and come feature time, we're a competitive race car and, you know, run competitive lap times. But when you start that far back all the time, you just, you know, you're not going to get uh, the kind of finishes that you want. Um, so, but, you know, just like, you know, David said, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, you have good runs at tracks that you ran at last year and you run the same thing this year. And it just, sometimes it just doesn't work out. And, you know, whatever changes, I don't, I don't know. But um, that's just part of dirt racing and racing in general. You know, you could be on top of the world one year and the next year it's just you know it just all goes downhill it's just the way it is but um 
you know, we just try to push through it, and that's what makes um, our sport, I think, a lot of our, the drivers and the teams the strongest people in the world, you know, because um, there is no consistency in sprint car racing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to be consistent. You know, Donnie's, Donnie's awesome, and, you know, that whole team's awesome, but um, I've even watched them struggle some nights, you know, that they didn't the year before. So just just is what it is. Brent, when uh, we talked to you, Ashley shared, you were on our Mav TV show a couple of weeks ago, and we chatted it up with you. And, uh, and, and you know, if, if there's one thing you can boast about is hard charger awards. You maybe have had more hard charger awards than everyone else. The problem of it is, that means, as you say, you struggle early in the night. My question is, with a whopping two laps of practice, <laughs> how do you get better at qualifying? Is it is it that notebook? Is it that experience that you're looking for as to how you – you're basically rolling off the truck and going out for your for most important lap of the night, actually. Yeah, you know, that's kind of a question I've been having a tough time answering, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, I do some interviews, and they ask me, you know, what do you need to do to get better in time trials? I'm like, well, if I would – you know, I knew if, that. If I knew it, we'd be time trial better. But um, you know, it's uh, I don't I don't really know right now. Um, we're looking at some things. You know, we bettered our motor program um, uh, towards the end of last year, and you know, this year starting fresh out you know, on, on better on better motors. And um, I've noticed the change in the race car as well, as mm-hmm. far as setup goes. You know, so um, if your motor's running better, your car's going to handle differently. True. You know, vice versa. So. Um, going back to tracks that we ran last year and you know it, it also hurts with all this this rain you know we don't get don't get in a rhythm you know i've changed some things over the all season and haven't had an opportunity to really fine tune and dial it in you know because we're just not racing like we we need to be so um you know it's uh it's it's been it's been hard you know the beginning of the night and just try to dig ourselves out of holes and had a lot of bad luck this year too ever to come from the back and um, get up to the top seven and just something stupid happens like a flat tire, you know, and just um, it's 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 hard to it's hard to deal with that some nights. But, you know, we just keep pushing and move on to the next race. Indeed. And, and David, can you follow up on that a little bit just with all the rainouts when you are struggling, you're not getting that track time to kind of make the adjustments that you need or find out what the issue is that you're struggling with. It's not like you can just load up and go test somewhere. You know, it's it's just a whole different animal. Can you talk about why that's not possible? Uh, yeah, it's just, you know, frustrating. If your last race is, you know, you ran terrible and you really want to fix it and then you get rained out, uh, you know, four nights in a row. And uh, it's just very frustrating. But the reason why we can't really test is our schedule is so sporadic and all over the place. And it takes a lot of effort on the track's uh, standpoint to prep the track for us to have it somewhat, you know, like a racing conditions. But when a lot of people test, the track is nowhere near the same as when it's prepped for a race night. It's just a totally different racetrack. And Again, that's what makes dirt racing so tough. Uh, you never know what the dirt's going to do and uh, how they prep it or what kind of weather we get, you know. So it's so many variables, and that's what makes dirt racing, uh, you know, I feel like the best racers out there. Indeed. Great racing, but a lot of variables and a lot of challenges. Gentlemen, we'll let you get back to the pit area. Thanks for the time. How about it? For David Gravel and Brent Marks joining us here. We are at Weikert's Livestock Wing Nation. We're on the Bill Ritzman Memorial Stage. We want to thank our Wing Nation sponsors, Sage Fruit, Hercules Tires, Classic Ink Screen Printing Embroidery, Lucas Oil ASCS Tour, National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum, Weld Racing, Aggressive Hydraulics, and Hefner Racing Products. When we come back, Greg Hodnett, he joins us next. Stay with us. MRN's Weikert's Livestock Wing Nation from the Port Royal Speedway will be right back from the Bob Weikert Memorial Weekend, presented by Packers Concessions on MRN.com. 
Devoted race fan Mike Kleck has been paving for over 28 years. Mike Kleck Paving continues to complete top-notch services for all your paving needs. Mike is on the paver on every job, bringing his perfectionism to work for you. And his experienced crew work hard to obtain the highest satisfaction of a job well done. If you want the best job at the right price, call Mike Kleck Paving in Mifflintown at 717-436-5510 for a free estimate. Your go-to for everything paving or go online to kleckpaving.com. El Vista Orchards, growers of fresh wholesale market, has 500 acres of apples and 100 acres of peaches, including Fuji, Gala, Pink Lady, Red Cameo, Honey Crisp, Red Delicious, Golden Delicious, Jonathan Stamen, and Ginger Gold. We grow and pack extra fancy, fancy, and U.S. number one grades with modern computerized packing life and cold storage and long-term controlled atmosphere storage rooms. We can pack poly bags, tote bags, tray packs, bushel cartons, and trywell bins. For wholesale orders, call Dave Benner at 717-642-8414. El Vista Orchards, have you had your apple today? Greencastle Livestock Market in Greencastle, Pennsylvania. South Central Pennsylvania's premier livestock auction sells all types of livestock every Monday at 2 p.m. and Thursday at 1 p.m. Greencastle Livestock Market has a special cattle feeder sale the first Friday of every month at 7.15 p.m. and every Wednesday a rabbit, egg, and poultry sale at 6.15 p.m. Greencastle Livestock Market, Greencastle, Pennsylvania. Jeff Craig, owner. Call 717-597-2171 or online greencastlelivestock.com. Back to MRN's Weikert's Livestock Wing Nation from the Port Royal Speedway. Here are Steve Post and Ashley Stremme. All right, all right. We have got a great crowd. We yes, do. Indeed. Yeah. Hey, I, they yeah. always talk about how crazy the Central PA fans are. And, y'all, you're attesting to that sitting in this pouring rain right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's cute. Look at that. Now, that guy, look at that guy's got a six-can beer that he's chugging out of. How about that? That's hardcore right there. That's professional. Professional grade. Yes, indeed. Only in Pennsylvania. That's right. Absolutely. We I'm going to say his address is somewhere Beer Hill Gang. Beer Hill Gang. Uh, yeah. Post office box. BHG. <laughs> exactly. Indeed. We're at the Bill Richmond Memorial Stage, and that's the voice of Greg Hodnett who joins us now. Hey, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, Steve. Thanks that's for having good. me on. Good. To, great to see you. Great to see you here. Um, yeah, the posse fans, they never disappoint, do they? They do to? not. Uh, rain, shine, sleet, or snow, they're here and ready to go. <laughs> Indeed, it is. <laughs> exactly. Ready to go and do something. Uh, you know. That's it. We're going to do it and uh, do something, even if it's wrong. Some have started, some have started already. <laughs> and they'll let you know. <laughs> yes, indeed. Indeed. Greg, uh, you know, we had you out a couple years ago, and you, you, you win it 20 times a year, and it's like, man, it's going good, it's going good. Uh, just what's going on? What's 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 happening here? Uh, we're just not fast, uh, not fast enough. For one yeah. thing, and the other guys are just really good that make it difficult. Obviously, if you look at the winning percentage, not only say Lance, uh, especially here, uh, but Lance anywhere is running really good. And of course, you got Donnie. Yeah. Pretty much anywhere they're running good, so they're taking a big big piece of the pie. So there's not much <laughs> left. Point, really not much less. And it. if you're struggling at all, you're not going to get that piece I- either. But, That's a good but point. I mean, uh, our again, our our standards are, are pretty high. So when you're not winning 20, I mean, we won like 11 last year. Uh, this year, I think we're leading points here, Williams Grove, Central PA. But we've only got a couple wins. So I mean, it, it doesn't it doesn't really come across as being very successful. Although uh, consistently okay, 
uh-huh. uh, is kind of not what we're striving for. So we always have to obviously try to get better and try to beat uh, the likes of, of Donnie and Lance at the moment. Indeed. Well, you know, with the exception of, of shots, you know, you can't always be on top. We know that racing is a roller coaster. There might be several years that you're on top and then a year that you struggle or several years. Mentally, though, as a driver, how does that really, when you're on that bottom side of that roller coaster, how much does that play into you and what you're doing on a weekly basis? Uh, besides being on suicide watch every day. <laughs> um, other than that. <laughs> other than that, it really doesn't do anything. It just makes you, you got to work harder. I mean, uh, you know, last year, it, we had talked about yeah. it at and, and, and one time, I think, and we were doing an interview, and I was, I, was, I was a little heavier than I was a year before, so this year I've lost – 25 pounds to get back past all that to say okay well maybe it's maybe it's my weight so i'll, I'll lose the weight well, i'm still not winning races so <laughs> i need to go back to eating oreos i guess <laughs> i heard yeah you know what now that you mentioned it that's your uh, that's your guilty pleasure the oh oreos? that's my go-to man is it really oh, yeah I can with eat milk a, no pepsi that's even better whoa Straight soda up. cookies. Soda cookies. That's <laughs> it. Straight up, double stuffed, or just straight up? Double stuffed. All double day long. stuffed. I knew I love hot nut. Anyone else a double stuffed kind of person? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's right. We got fans out there. That's right, man. Us double stuffed guys, we got to stick together. That's right. Hey, <laughs> if we play this right, we might be able to get you a sponsor. Nabisco's <laughs> uh, on the uh, side of that number 27. The, the, the problem is, I, I haven't eaten any of it in uh, three or four months. So. <laughs> If I want to stay in, in somewhat race shape and, and healthy, my wife is on my butt all the time about so doing that, so I can't eat it. So not only are you on suicide watch for your racing, you're on suicide watch because you're not able to eat what you want. Yeah, well. <laughs> it's miserable <laughs> right now. I know there's, and no disrespect to my wife, is she here? <laughs> Uh, We're all like, where? Okay. Okay. Making sure. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, I, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. So my, <laughs> my vices are winning races, eating whatever I want to eat, yeah. and, and and even maybe a little sex every once in a while. But <laughs> I'm married, so that doesn't happen either. So I'm not winning. I'm not eating. And nothing's happened on that front either. So it's pretty miserable this time of day. <laughs> and don't. Don't I tell my wife I, I, <laughs> I have never laughed at someone's miserable life before. I'm telling you, man. I feel kind of guilty laughing about his miserable life. Jump right in. It's okay. I honestly oh don't even know where to go from here at this point. So, yeah. Now, anyway, we'll go back to the original question. What's different about struggling? Uh, I'm glad you remember the question. Yeah. <laughs> So, no, but basically, no, we just, we, everybody's searching and it's no different than, you know, David, um, obviously he was just here, yeah. had a absolutely phenomenal year last year. It really right, did. Yeah, like it, it was, it was something to watch because they were, uh, they had speed, they had quick times, they had like, they were, they were literally awesome. Yeah. Same team, same car, literally the same cars, yeah. same everything. Uh, and they just don't have quite as much speed. Now, there are other guys that have gotten, I think, better. Sure. Uh, you know, you look at um, at least the race <laughs> race videos. You watch a little hard. Oh. He's, <laughs> he's coming from 15 car lengths back, <laughs> going, sliding people. I'm like, whoa, jeez. Uh, you got to, to be young <laughs> again, yeah. Um, so anyway, but so a lot of them guys are getting better yeah. so that maybe their status quo, even though you aren't quite as – quite as good as you were then you add on the thing that okay well everybody else is working to get better too 
Uh, the only, again, the only people that don't seem to be affected by it in the last two or three years are, are, are of course, Donnie and, and Lance and those guys. Amazing. You said something just a minute ago. Uh-oh, we're going to talk about that again? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we can. We only got Sorry. a half hour left. We're not going to. We're going to cancel gonna, all our other guests for the show. We're going to just laugh our way right off in the air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you said to be young again. Well, that might play into your previous answer. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, throw it, he's old, too. Okay, yeah, yeah. go ahead, Ashley. Nice job, Ashley, yeah. Yeah, getting up there to 50. <laughs> <laughs> you said to be young again. Does that – I, I want to hear your perspective on that, obviously being the young guy at one point and now. Does that change your driving style? You're not just throwing it a Hail Mary in there into turn one and two, just dive bombing? You respected your equipment. What does that mentality change? Yeah, I've always tried to respect my equipment. Now, I, I wasn't as mature as about it because at least the way I was brought up, I mean, I was always working on the car. So if I crashed it, i got to stay up all night to fix it to race the next day. And it either on the road with the outlaws or here, it doesn't matter. I still have to fix it and work to do that. So the one thing you do start to get when you're a little older is the risk versus reward. Uh, then what happens is you say, okay, I'm running 12th. I'm not, my car's not good enough to really advance anything. So if I'm going to try to squeeze between a guy over here and a guy to get to 11th, it, it kind of is it, the, the risk versus reward. It, it plays into a lot. When you're younger, there are no risks. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you crash your car. It doesn't matter if you, it doesn't matter because you just, you just want to pass the next guy. Well, then when you get a little older, okay, passing the next guy, everybody wants to do that. That's, and if your car is capable, yeah, go for it. Push yeah. the envelope, do whatever you need to do. But you already got to understand the limitations of your race car too. So that in effect also affects my judgment. Okay, I'm going to blast in here and, and pass three cars on entry, but what's going to happen when I get over there? Like, am I actually going to really pass them or <laughs> yeah. am I going to hit the fence? Because, I mean, you see the slide jobs. I mean, a guy slides you and you turn. And actually, Dylan, Sissy and I were doing that in the heat race the other day, uh, yesterday, where, you know, come across, you got to turn and come across. So, in, in, the, in reality, and the only guy, there's actually two guys that don't do that, that pass all kinds of cars, and that's Lance and Donnie. Yeah, you're I, right. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you watch the videos and they don't out of control go across the racetrack and and backing up through the cushion, hitting the fence, doing wheelies and all kind of crazy stuff, yeah. which happens. It happens all the time in our sport, which is yeah. which is fine. Actually, there was a good race that uh, if you guys ever see like Dirt Vision, uh, uh, Pop Stop. Yeah. And yeah. them guys took themselves out. Exactly. For the yeah. exact yeah. same reason. Well, here's Donnie. He's basically running 11th. After that, he, I think he ran fourth or something. Exactly. It's like. He was nowhere to be seen, but he's smart enough to know the risk versus rewards were, okay, I have to finish. And when you're when you make your livelihood off where you finish, then then obviously the risk risk versus reward comes even greater because okay, if I don't finish, guess what? I don't make my house payment. My kids don't you know, paying for their school. I mean there's there's a lot of repercussions yeah. of Jeez. not yeah. not only running right. well, but then if you tear up all your stuff and usually because i've driven you asked earlier younger i've driven for guys says you know what i don't care you can tear it up any any time you want you just drive the yep. yeah drive it hard <laughs> you tear it up i don't care well about the third time you crash it he goes i can't afford to have you anymore you're, you're right. fired 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's, a, that's the reality of the business. It's very expensive, and uh, it's even more so today. Yeah, indeed. Greg, it is always a pleasure to talk to you. We're going to talk about the from here forward. We're going to talk about winning races. Yep. We're going to die so. up on a Tuesday after big wins and everything. Thanks for the and time. We're we appreciate it. And we're going to hope that everything starts going yeah. up for you? <laughs> well, he's a yeah, yeah. Oh, my go. gosh. Hey, stay with us. More <laughs> Wing Nation coming up here in just a moment. <laughs> All right. See you guys. MRN's Weikert's Livestock Wing Nation from the Port Royal Speedway will be right back from the Bob Weikert Memorial Weekend presented by Packers Concessions on MRN.com. Jake's Golf Carts, America's home for custom carts, is proud to bring you the Bob Weikert Memorial from the Speed Palace, Port Royal Speedway. Jake's has proudly supported both local and national dirt track racing for over 20 years. Jake's Golf Carts ships carts nationwide and offers financing as low as 0%. Head over to jakesgolfcarts.com and see why Jake's is America's home for custom carts or call 888-579-9769 and mention the Bob Weikert Memorial for a special racing discount. Lester, Iowa's Falcons Brothers Trucking, a proud sponsor of Aaron Reitzel in the All-Star Circuit of Champions Series, offers complete long-distance livestock hauling services. Falcons Brothers hauls cattle, hogs, sheep, and goats, and export dairy cattle. Falcons Brothers is built upon an excellent reputation of service to our customers. You can count on Falcons Brothers. Contact John or Steve Falcons at 800-831-8553 or go online, falconbros.com. 410 Sprint Cars are back at Trailway Speedway in Hanover. The third annual Armin Hostetter 29-lap memorial race, August 19th, 3500 to win, 320 bucks to take the green flag. Plus $500 to win for the 600 micro sprints. Racing at 7, gates open at 3. $18 admission, $10 for students aged 12 to 17, children under 11 free, and pit passes, just $30. The third annual Armin Hostetter Memorial Race, August 19th at Trailway Speedway in Hanover. Back to MRN's Weikert's Livestock Wing Nation from the Port Royal Speedway. Here are Steve Post and Ashley Stremme. All right, all right. How are we doing? Oh, I am telling you, we just had a downpour here. We did. Um, and, and there's was, still crazy people Yes, there's out here. still people sitting here. <laughs> They're gathered under. Our friends, the Beer Hill Gang, have their stand over here. They're gathered under the door. There are big mats over there holding court. So we've got that going on, and we're having a ball, and... Um, Whoever had Greg Hodnett with the comedy routine of the Ooh. year in the pool, talk about not seeing that one coming. They, uh, yeah, uh, Underdog. You could have taken sure. that to Vegas with a lot of odds. You'd have made some money on that, but uh, it is great. We love, we love getting to talk to our drivers, and we've got a pair of young guns here right now. He is the current track champion here at Port Royal, the reigning champ, uh, champion, Brock Searfoss in the house. Hey, man, how are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. That's fantastic. Good to see you. And another one, he come all the way over from that house all over there. The all way. the way over. Local boy Dylan Sisney's <laughs> here. Hey, man, how are you? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. Good. Good indeed. Absolutely. Great, great stuff along the way as well. Brock, when we look at, uh, when we look at uh, 2018, uh, of course, we talked about uh, what a season you had last year, winning the championship here, the outlaw tamer down at Williams Grove. Where are you at this year? How are, how, how are things going? Set aside this nasty weather, of course. Uh, well, we're struggling a little bit, I yeah. think. Uh, you know, just off to a slow start. Um, we got two wins on the year. Uh, we, we got one there at the Grove and, and then came here and won the next night. So that was good. But, uh, you know, we're just uh, making a transition on different chassis. And, okay. Uh, we're on J&J's now. So, um, you know, sponsor came along and, and helped us out with that. And, um, you know, just trying to learn the car. It's, it's a little different. Um, you know, it's just hard to – 
to make a transition into something like that that you're not sure of and uh, try and race and learn at the same time. Dylan's going through the same thing right now, too, with uh, with his cars, too. So I think he knows uh, kind of what I'm in in the situation. So uh, it, we have speed. It's just uh, a little bit of bad luck, too. I mean, we, we tore off some stuff here in the beginning of the year. And, um, you know, it's just it's part of the deal. I mean, some days you, you're good, some days you're not. I truly enjoyed watching, you know, uh, you were first in points last year. Dylan, you ended up second, and it literally came down to the Tuscarora 50. And I've got to say, that was one of the most intense points battles I ever watched when it comes down literally to the A main, and it's all about who's passing what car at what time to finish. And unfortunately, Dylan, you came up in the runner-up spot on that deal. But how much did, did that drive you knowing that you grew up right off the back stretch, knowing that this is your home track. How much did that mean to you, even though it ended up being second? Yeah, you know, it's something you dream of, you know, being on the big stage and, you know, with the Tuscarora 50 being as big as it is now and 50000 to win. And uh, that just happened to be the year we were going for a points championship <laughs> on the last race. You know, it, uh, it's a lot of pressure both ways. You know, you're, you're trying to be, like, conservatively aggressive on the biggest race of the year. Like, you can't tear it up. you got to watch <laughs> your points. But, yet, it'd be nice to take a $50,000 check home and, then to top it off, you know, we wrecked a, a car the first night of it, so then you're in a big rush the second day of it, and, you know, it's just kind of like organized chaos, getting cars ready and, you know, trying to make sure you're on your game, and, you know, it uh, turned out to be not one of our best nights of the year, so we got to work on that for next time. Indeed, indeed, that's for sure. Um, Brock, when we when we look at it, um, can you, I've never driven a race car, uh, never driven a sprint car, and I know most of our listeners and a lot of people here haven't. You talk about a chassis change. Is it a different feel? Is it this does that different to the race car? How, how why is, what is different? Um, you know, they're all built the same. They just have their different quirks, you know. Yeah. Uh, one car is built a little more rigid than the other one. Another one flexes a little different. Um, you just have to find that sweet spot, you know. They all have that, that one little spot that makes them go around really good, and um, you know, it's just a, a comfort level, really. Um, you know, we <clears throat> it took us a little bit last year to find find the comfort level. But once we did, everybody, I mean, it was really good. I mean, yeah. we clicked off a bunch of wins and you know made that run for the championship. But uh, you know, it's just uh, just another step in the step in the ballpark here with this car. Um, you know, just try different things here and there, and um, you know, some of the things that we try work, some of them they don't. Um, you know, it's just a it's just a tough deal. You, you got to be on the top of your game every night and. Uh, you know, testing is important, but it's also hard to do it when you work 40 hours a week and, and all your guys do at the same time. So, um, you know, it's just a tough deal. Um, but, you know, we're getting there step by step, and, you know, hopefully tonight we're a little bit better. Brock, you just mentioned testing. What what kind of testing do you do? Uh, just try and run a racetrack here and there. It's tough to even run a racetrack around here anymore. So, um, you know, it's a lot of money to do it, but it's very important if you can, um, you know, just get valuable laps by yourself and, and try things that you want to try on race night, but you're kind of nervous to because you're probably starting on the pole or something like that. But, um, you know, it's just you're allowed to – it enables you to do a bunch of different things that you want to do or think of and not have to worry about risking money or anything like that. So, I mean, testing is very important to figure stuff out. You can find some things that work and some that don't. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's an important part of the deal. Wow. Fascinating stuff. It really is. We don't hear that word in, in sprint car racing a lot with the testing, and it, it, it's interesting stuff. We're joined here by Brock Zierfoss and Dylan Sisney. Uh, we did a video shoot over at Dylan's shop over there, and Dylan, we had the chance to chat. Last year, going for the championship, you had primary car, backup car, third car. You had everything <laughs> locked in, load up. You got, about drove yourself crazy. 
it, same approach this year, or you guys uh, a little different approach this year to it uh, as, as you race through this season? No, we uh, kind of changed our approach for this year. You know, we, we tried to control all the variables last year, make sure you had spare parts and we were ready to go and, you know, tried to make sure you couldn't have problems. And right. I think you kind of put yourself in a box where you overthink things and you, things don't work out perfectly all the time. So uh, we kind of did a 180. We went the other way. We were showing up with one car this week, uh, every week of the year, and that's our car. If it runs or it hits something and it breaks, hey, then we'll put her in the box and take it back home and try again next week. And, you know, we, we joked we weren't even going to change a flat tire or anything if we had one this year, but we already broke that rule last night now. So <laughs> and, uh, we made it uh, We made it till this weekend. We didn't bother putting a spare motor or anything in the trailer. Well, we already broke that one too for this weekend. So we're, we're not doing good. Wow, but, uh, Jesus. There's not a race-ready car at the house yet, and there's another one sitting there with a couple things hanging on it, and we're going to try and keep that one uh, going the rest of the year. So we'll just uh, – yeah. Play it by ear and, you know, bring a car over. If it goes fast, it goes fast. If it doesn't, you work on it for next week and go home. So that's what we're going to do. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, t definitely two uh, youthful drivers in this sport, not quite veterans, but but gaining your way along the way. Uh, Brock, I want you to talk about uh, just still learning these racetracks. How often are you walking up to the track just to see how much the surface is changing? And are you still learning how to dissect those track surfaces as the night goes on? Yeah, I mean uh – Anytime you can look at the racetrack, it's always changing. That's that's one of the, the great things about dirt track racing. It's never the same thing. Um, you have to stay on top of your game. Uh, you have to constantly see what's going on. It helps you to uh, to learn what the track kind of does throughout the year. I mean, um, you know, a lot of the tracks get in that kind of groove, kind of, I would say. Um, you know, you know, like in the summertime, it's going to dry out pretty quick. But, uh, you know, it's it's just it. you're always learning no matter what. I mean, we haven't been in this game a long time. And, uh, you know, you always learn it every time you're on the racetrack. So, um, you know, even last night we struggled there a little bit the first half of the race there, and we had that red. And I uh, just kind of sat there and thought to myself what I could do differently. Um, we didn't open the red, so we couldn't change anything. But, you know, you just sit there and, and you think to yourself what you can do in the race car. You know, we have no adjustments other than the wing. So um, I just thought to myself what I could do differently, change my driving style a little bit. And, uh, you know, we made our way back up the fifth. So. You know, you're just constantly learning. Um, you just got to constantly be thinking about things and what you can do to make yourself better. And, you know, looking at the racetrack is a big key in that. No doubt. A big key, paying attention to uh, paying attention to the racetrack. Uh, Dylan, we, we shared, you, you, you were born over here, uh, <laughs> and I'm literally pointing about to the house, and you now live, I'm pointing in the other direction over here along the way. Uh, we, and we mentioned, and you can watch wingnation.com and, and all of our shows. We got a video piece we're going to do here over the next uh, bit of time with, with Dylan. But you shared with us, and, and we're at your shop, and it's a normal house, normal uh, size shop, garage. You've, you've stolen your mother's space in the shop for the spare cars and all the different <laughs> parts and pieces and everything like that. But I just found it amazing that when you start the car, you actually do it right on in the streets here at Port Royal? Yeah, right through the development. You know, that's uh, what we got to work with. So <laughs> How about that? We've uh, we got good neighbors over here, and they all like sprint car racing. Uh one of the, the track guys, Shane Armstrong here, he's our neighbor across the street. So uh, O'Neill, he's right up there at the corner. That's where we turn around in uh, pretty much his front yard. So <laughs> we uh, gather, up a couple, well. gather up a couple kids to stop the traffic for us, and we fire them up down the street and push them back and, you know, give the neighborhood a little noise. You know, 
You go to a lot of neighborhoods and a lot of realtors, and they're going to count that as a negative. I would count that. <laughs> like, I'd pay $10,000 more for a house if there's a sprint car that runs up and down the street every once in a while. I don't know. And I think that might be the only time that Steve O'Neill's front yard could be tore up and he'd be okay with it. <laughs> That's right. It's for, it's for a sprint car. Exactly. Guys, uh, we wish you the best here tonight and on throughout the season. We appreciate you joining us. How about it, ladies and gentlemen? Brock Zierfoss and Dylan Sisley joining us here tonight. <laughs> Stay with us. More Wing Nation. We've got a couple of legends, Keith Kaufman and Kenny Jacobs, coming up next. MRN's Weikert's Livestock Wing Nation from the Port Royal Speedway will be right back from the Bob Weikert Memorial Weekend, presented by Packers Concessions on MRN.com. Devoted race fan Mike Kleck has been paving for over 28 years. Mike Kleck Paving continues to complete top-notch services for all your paving needs. Mike is on the paver on every job, bringing his perfectionism to work for you. And his experienced crew work hard to obtain the highest satisfaction of a job well done. If you want the best job at the right price, call Mike Kleck Paving in Mifflintown at 717-436-5510 for a free estimate. Your go-to for everything paving or go online to kleckpaving.com. Jake's Golf Carts, America's home for custom carts, is proud to bring you the Bob Weikert Memorial from the Speed Palace, Port Royal Speedway. Jake's has proudly supported both local and national dirt track racing for over 20 years. Jake's Golf Carts ships carts nationwide and offers financing as low as 0%. Head over to jakesgolfcarts.com and see why Jake's is America's home for custom carts or call 888-579-9769 and mention the Bob Weikert Memorial for a special racing discount. Back to MRN's Weikert's Livestock Wing Nation from the Port Royal Speedway. Here are Steve Post and Ashley Stremme. We are at the Bill Ritzman Memorial Free Stage here on the uh, Juniata County Fairgrounds. Mm -hmm. We are set here for tonight's Packers Concession Bob Weikert Memorial. Bob Weikert Memorial Weekend. Uh, we're at the last segment of the show. We got a couple guests, but I, but we get talking, and the next thing I know, I don't thank everybody, and I want to do that right here. <laughs> Thanks for producer Craig Moore, director of operations Frank Beers, Jeff Young, and Mike Eric, who just do everything. Daryl Smith, radio partnerships Bob uh, Quick, and our broadcast partner. How about that up in Center County? Magnum Broadcasting, Speed Shift TV. Ian Falcone Productions. My gosh, we poor, poor old Ian. Poor guy. We, we wore the guy out. out. Todd Weikert, <laughs> Steve O'Neill, and the entire team at Port Royal. There, we want to make sure we get those in because we appreciate everyone that puts this together. But joining us now on the stage, we have got a Hall of Famers, a couple of them up here now. <laughs> uh, right alongside the man from Mifflintown, Keith Kaufman. How are you, man? Hey, I'm doing good. Good. <laughs> Fantastic. Great to see you. And alongside competitor and one of your best friends, Kenny Jacobs. Kenny's in the house. Yeah. Hey, man, how are you? Yeah, Steve. How's, how's things? Kenny. Bring you over here, uh, Bob Weikert, uh, driving over from Ohio just to just to be part of the Bob Weikert uh, Memorial. Well, I had a lot of good years in Bob Weikert's car, so yeah. uh, I was glad I could come over. It's hard to get away Memorial Day, but um, I was promised a lot of beer and a lot of fun, so I came over. <laughs> we Did can he do come that. to the right place? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Well, I really want to kick it off. Uh, obviously, you both drove for Bob Weikert. But I want to know how the friendship yeah. between the two of you really kind of came about and how it's grown over the years, all because of racing. You guys can determine who's <laughs> going to tell the story and who's going to tell it right or wrong. But <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Keith, what, yeah. Well, well, I guess, uh, I don't know. Kenny and I were always out to track racing, and our wives got together. They were they were chasing the kids around in the motorhomes, so they got to be pretty good friends. And, and I don't know, one thing led to another, and, you know, we just we ended up, 
hey, what do you, you know, the kids are over here in this motorhome or are they in this motorhome and you just you just buddied around and got to know people. Indeed, yeah. indeed. And 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 Kenny, that's a that's a friendship now. The 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 Kaufmans and the Jacobs, you get vacation together and everything. That's uh that's a relationship <laughs> now that you've retired from racing, it's a it's a friendship that has just con continued on, correct? Yeah, it's a great friendship. I didn't I didn't really know Keith all that well when we were racing because we were competitors and we was a high and a handshake and that was about it. But uh I'll tell you a funny story real quick yeah. about Keith and my wife. Uh -oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. <laughs> Why not on this show? <laughs> yeah. We're in Syracuse, New York, and uh, Bob Weikert has a rollback. Yeah. Keith is driving for Bob Weikert. Well, the front of the car said Mr. Beef on it. Well, on the back, on the rear end, had these great big brass nuts hanging down <laughs> on the rear end. <laughs> so my, we're parked beside each other. My wife says, uh, Kenny, what's that on the back of that car? <laughs> oh, no. Well, Keith didn't know Kim yet. He, he knew me, but not Kim. I said, Kim, come over here. So this is Keith Kaufman. Keith, tell her what's on Bob's car. Keith was about as red as he could get because he didn't know Kim, and he had to explain that. <laughs> Keith Kaufman was embarrassed. First time ever. How about that? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's spectacular. Uh, obviously, Keith uh, grew up the man from Mifflin Town, but Kenny, I want you to talk about a little bit uh, being an Ohioan, Ohioan, Ohio. Being from Ohio. Be careful, because you're from Pennsylvania. That's you're right. To call me anything. <laughs> wow. Yes, and that's is. exactly the direction that I want to go with this. <laughs> what was it like coming from Ohio and racing in Central Pennsylvania? Because, like I've said before, we have some of the strongest, wholehearted race fans that you're going to come across. What was it like coming from Ohio to Central Pennsylvania? Uh, actually, uh, early on, it was really, really good. I came over with the 4J car, and we managed to win a Sunday afternoon race at Williams Grove. First time for him, first time for me, of course. I was pretty young then. Um, I remember pretty clearly because Lynn Paxton was the first one in my trailer to shake my hand, and he said it as well as you could say it. It's really hard to be an outsider and win at Williams Grove. So uh, at that time, it was pretty good. And then I drove for Bob, and then I drove for Leon Winnemeyer, and it didn't take very long where if they didn't like Bob, they didn't like me. And if they didn't <laughs> like Leon, they didn't like me. So pretty soon, it was fun to go back to Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. One of the topics that we've had, we've spent a lot of time over the course of time talking about Bob Weikert, okay? And the bigger-than-life personality, the, the obviously the the premier cars, premier mechanics, everything was good in that race car. But Keith or Kenny, why don't you jump in on this one? You go out, you win a race, you get the victory lane, and they hand him the microphone. <laughs> what, as a driver, what was that like as he starts to rile up the crowd, Keith? Sometimes you just wanted to crawl in a hole because you didn't know what he was going to say. <laughs> yeah, <know>? yeah. <laughs> seriously. Because it's, no. yeah, I he, mean. He was good for the people. I mean, he'd wind them up and carry on and. Make them mad or piss them off or yeah, anything, absolutely. you know. And he'd get them so mad sometimes, and the next week you come back and give a quarter of beef away, you know. So then they were all happy. <laughs> he he yeah. used to do that kind of stuff. But yeah. he was Kenny, you also climb and cl crawl into a hole when Bob would start. <laughs> 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 well, I'll tell you, I was on the front straightaway at Williams Grove one night. I was on one side of him. Russ Ray was on the other side of him, and he grabs that microphone, and he starts saying, that you haven't seen shit yet. You wait to see what I got strapped down at the shop. <laughs> 
That was the only race car we owned right there. That was the only one. <laughs> You're starting to believe, hey, wait a minute. Do we have something yeah. else? <laughs> yeah. 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 He was definitely a good pot stirrer for sure. Oh, yeah. But what was so great about Bob and, and the fact that he was larger than life is we talk about, you know, he was able to talk the talk, but you guys really walked the walk for him. What made his car so successful with almost every driver he really put in it? They were just good. They were good cars. The motors were really good. Davy Brown Sr., good motors. Um, and you didn't get to drive it if you weren't good. <laughs> I mean, you just, <laughs> he, he good point. He didn't hire too many bums that I ever knew of, but... Uh, <laughs> i tell you, uh, something that a lot of people probably don't know about Bob is about the time you were going to strap in that race car, he'd have you feel like King Kong. You would think that there's nobody here going to be able to beat you tonight. He was a real good coach. Um, and I think that, I mean, I, I'm sure yeah. Keith could say the same. I mean, he made you feel pretty invincible when you got in his race car some nights. And uh, we all needed that once in a while. So, Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's fascinating because we, we've shared stories with Todd and Ike and everything, and it is. I don't know that we – I know we all saw the boisterous, bigger-than-life, grab the microphone and start just, just oh, carrying yeah. on. But, uh, but Keith, in talking with him, he was like, – he had been a pretty good motivational speaker and really a good salesman, a good convincer of, of – Oh, yeah, he had a way with words. You know, he, yeah. could, he just talked to you and made you feel calm and cool. And yeah. just, he just uh, – I don't know. It's just his personality, but he just had that knack. He could – he could talk to you and make you feel good. If you're excited, he could calm you down or get you excited, you know. Wow. But uh, just, just the way Bob was. He was just you know? natural at it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yep. Kenny, I, your career, even Keith, absolutely phenomenal what you've accomplished in your lifetime with sprint car racing. But what is one of your fondest memories along the way in your career? With Bob? Just in general. Oh, boy. I'll tell you what, one of, one of the – one of the best races I ever won was Women's Grove National Open. And that was in Bob's car. And, um, of course, we got rained out, had to come back and run it the next week. And um, it, that, was, uh, that, was, that was a good one. If I sit here in 15 minutes, I'd think of a better one probably. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of got me on the spot right there. Uh, <laughs> but I tell you, winning the National Open, and um, I won the Hoosier 100 one year, and A.J. Foyt presented my trophy and my hat and all the stuff. Wow. That was pretty cool there. Uh, I guess cool. so. When A.J.'s giving you a trophy. Yeah, it's pretty cool. He didn't give many away. Yeah. He just oh, took yeah. them all. He took, he them, took them all. <laughs> <laughs> You're right yeah. about that. You're right about that. Yeah. Keith, uh, the man from Mifflintown, and, and we've shared, and some of you not familiar with the story, um, Ashley, we always joke around, call her the girl from Mifflintown. Um, you know, she's she's – best friends growing up with your daughter so I mean kind of family up here kind of friend for sure with that so we've talked about that but uh she always talks so much about the pride of Port Royal Speedway the pride of having in Port Royal Speedway Keith you're a man that's seen this in its heyday you saw it at a time where you wondered if it was going to be able to go again and now you see it today uh walk walk, walk us through this this place and, and what it means to you to have it in the shape that it's in now well it means a lot to me because years ago when I was a little before I even started racing uh my dad was on the fair board here, uh -huh. so I used to come here and tag along with him. Yeah. And uh, I even worked here and sold tickets. I actually worked at the racetrack okay. before he even started racing. And a lot of yep. people don't know that, but, uh, you know, I've been here forever, I think. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and, exactly. uh, you know, and, uh, you know, just grew up around this place and, uh, you know, eventually started racing. And, uh, you know, one thing led to another, but uh, 
you know, I've been here forever, and now I'm still here. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> but absolutely yeah. amazing what's been created here, though. Oh, it, it's amazing. They, the guys have done a fabulous job, you know. I mean, they just uh, – They've made some money and they put everything back into the place and just uh, want to make it nicer and nicer and it's just it just keeps on going you know yeah. as long as they get these people to come back and watch these races it really and see and good races why yeah. you know they just keep making it nicer indeed it, it's really our fans is what it is right it really right is. And it takes it takes all these people to make this work absolutely you know? and and Kenny for you uh, your dad owned a racetrack in Ohio uh, of course your racing career and now your daughter Kendra. <laughs> um, Pretty spectacular what she's doing. And for those of you who don't know, Kendra, she started this show with uh, Steve Post here, and she went off to do bigger things. And now she's uh, the promoter of Knoxville Speedway, the sprint car capital of the, the world. Um, pretty, pretty how, cool how, stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, right? How proud of a dad are you? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not Kendra. It's Kenny Jacobs, your daddy, anymore. It's Kenny Jacobs. It's Kendra, your daughter now. It's, <laughs> that's definitely a switch roles, I tell you that. But, yeah, it's pretty cool. It really is. Indeed. And then Lee, Lee's still racing. So oh, yeah. do, you get to, do you get to do much? you get to go see Lee race? I, I guess he had an Attica. He had a whale of a run at Attica on Friday night. Do you get a chance to go out and see Lee race much? I, I, go, I go quite often. But, of course, I missed Attica Friday night. So I didn't get to see that <laughs> one. But he had a good run. And, um I try to go a little bit, but Kim's got the reins on, man. She just doesn't let me go much anymore. Oh, boy. Is she scared you're going to get back in it again? Or what is it? Or, just, yeah. or, or the honeydew list? Is kind, it? Of, I, kind of teased. I brought a fire suit and a helmet to run one of Bob's cars around here, and she said, don't bring armor strengths. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least as long as he's not in Greg Hodnett's boat, we're all yeah, right. That's right exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a, yeah, exactly. I'm telling you what, fantastic stuff. Kenny, it is always a pleasure to see you. You're part of our show. You're part of our family. So, Great to see you. Keith, uh, thanks so much for, for joining us here on the stage and uh, and all weekend long with all of us here along the way celebrating Bob Weikert. Thanks so much. Okay, thank you. Got you. How about it for Keith Kaufman? And how about it for Kenny Jacobs? And how about it for everybody here with our Wing Nation crew? So it looks like we're getting a little bit clearer here. The sun is looks like she's trying to poke indeed, her head out. Indeed, indeed. So those of you not here at Port Royal, make sure you queue up Speed Shift TV because they've got the pay-per-view. Those of you here, stick around. we got a few more giveaways to go. So for everyone here at Port Royal Speedway, for all of us at Motor Racing Network, thank you for joining us here at Weikert's Livestock Wing Nation. This has been MRN's Weikert's Livestock Wing Nation at Port Royal Speedway from the Bob Weikert Memorial Weekend. MRN's Wing Nation is a production of the Motor Racing Network. All rights reserved. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change, like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mm. yeah. I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com.